0: Hey there, welcome to the Pretty Well Podcast. Do you want to know how to eliminate exhaustion, brain fog, and bloating? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling, why am I so tired? Are you over being told that nothing's wrong with you and your symptoms are just a sign of aging? Hey, I'm Lisa Smith, functional medicine dietitian with a thriving holistic health practice, and I've been there, overwhelmed, in pain, and defeated when my doctors insisted that nothing was wrong with my health. I knew something wasn't right and desperately wanted to find root cause solutions to feel like myself again, but it seemed impossible. So I took matters into my own hands and researched holistic health solutions to my exhaustion, inflammation, and gut problems. And now I want to share these life-changing solutions with you. In this podcast, you will find that radical health transformation comes from small steps in learning the right foods and nutrition for you healing your gut and dialing in your mindset so that you will be feeling better than ever. Hey, welcome back to the Pretty Well Podcast. I'm Lisa Smith. Do you ever notice there's some people who have a knack for deciding what they want in life, going after it, and getting it? And sometimes you look at them and think, how do you do that in so many different areas of your life? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today because It's not magic and it's not luck. Well, there's always a little luck and timing involved, but really people who are successful at getting the things they desire in life, whether it's relationships, good health, a job they want to get or a business they want to start. There are specific things that successful people and what I mean by success isn't just success in the business world. I mean in life going after their dreams and and achieving them and making healthy choices for themselves and their family and their loved ones. There are things that people do that factor into why they're successful in accomplishing those dreams. And there's one specific technique that very few people do. It's one to 3% of people, but those are the one to 3% of people who do seem to always nail their goals and their dreams. So what is this one technique? And that is to track what they're doing. If you want to accomplish certain things in this coming year, then you're going to formulate that thought, decide this is my dream. I want to travel to Tahiti this year, or I want to get a new job this year. I want to get in shape this year and get stronger, lose a little weight and feel a lot better. I want to improve my energy this year. I want to improve my relationships this year. Whatever it may be, if you want those dreams, we have to reverse engineer how to get to them. We can't just want them and decide we're going to go after them and never do another thing. That is not a goal. That's a wish. But if you want a goal, that's your dream. We're going to talk about what you do today to get there. So I encourage you right now to start thinking about what is it that you want for this coming year. It could be less busyness. It could be to get stronger or better health or more time with your loved ones or to make a certain amount of money or to take a vacation. But if you want those things to actually materialize in your life, then what you have to do is to put the steps in place that will get you there. And that's going to involve making new habits. The habits in your life determine your destiny. And while that may sound a little dramatic, it's absolutely true. It's the habits in our lives that determine the direction in our lives and the trajectory. And that direction and trajectory, in the long run, determine our destiny. But, let's be honest, habits as a topic can sound pretty boring. Oh, let's start some new habits. It's something we talk about, and we think about, and then we don't do, and then we feel badly about ourselves. But if you take a different view of these habits and realize it's the smallest habits, the easiest habits that make the biggest difference. Now they're simple, but they're not easy to do consistently. And there's the magic right there. So these people who you think have the Midas touch, everything they touch turns to gold, that is not by chance. That's because they know a few secrets and one of those secrets is to set the right habits that get them where they want to go. So if you think about a map, there's a destination where you're going and then the journey is the habits that get you there. But here's the deal. The key to keeping the habits going is a very simple thing called habit tracking. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And here's why. People who are at the top of whatever they do, whether it's athletes, whether it's business people, musicians, professional chefs, they all measure and track their progress. They have specific measurements that track their progress. Each one will be a little different based on their goals, but. The bottom line is they track their progress and what that does for them is it lets them know at a glance whether they're on the right track, the right journey in the map to get to their destination or whether they've taken an accidental detour that's taken them off of the path. Let's break this down in, into a few examples. Top performing athletes, they track their stats and then they design their workouts according to what they want to accomplish on the field, in the sport. So they're going to measure and track their workouts to make sure those workouts dovetail in and align with where they're going from a performance standpoint. The most successful business people, they track metrics too. They track where they're going. So business owners will be tracking 10 year and five year goals, even one year goals. And then their executives are tracking one-year goals, quarterly goals, monthly goals, weekly goals. And they're tracking the behaviors or the tasks that will get them and their business to those goals. This is really cool. Inc. Magazine has an article. The name of it is the number one thing successful people do with their habits to get to the top. And you know what that number one thing is? It's tracking Habits. The article goes on to talk about how they develop very specific habits to develop the strengths that will lead to their success. James Clear in his iconic book, Atomic Habits, and if you haven't read it, it's an enjoyable read. It's a great read. Every chapter is loaded with wisdom that even if you take literally three things from that book, it can be life-changing. So I highly recommend James Clear Atomic Habits. You can get a paper copy or you can get an audible version, Kindle, all, all the things. But in an excerpt from his book, he talks about a professional chef in New York City. And during an interview with the New York Times, I love what she said. And I'm quoting this from the New York Times article, which is also quoting it from James Clear book, Atomic Habits. Her name is Gabrielle Hamilton and she says, the one thing I see that consistently separates the chef from the home cook is that we taste everything all the time. Before we commit to the dish, right down to the grains of salt. We slurp shot glasses of olive oil and aerate them in our mouths as if it were wine we were trying to know. We taste the lamb, the fish, the butter, the milk before we use it. We choose salt to see how we like it on our teeth, on our tongues, to know its flavor, its salinity. So in her world, when she tracks the taste of every ingredient, that will tell her whether those ingredients are going to get her to the goal she wants for that particular dish. And she gets immediate feedback. So that's a lot like habit tracking. And as she or other chefs track it, they, find through trial and error how to get even closer and closer to the ideal dish of what they're looking for. And just like a professional chef or a professional athlete or a business person, we also improve our habits through trial and error. If one path doesn't get us to our goals, if we're starting these habits, if we find that those habits aren't leading us where we want to go, we're tracking them then we can deliberately make course corrections easily and get us back on track to get to our end result these course corrections can be minor minor adjustments that either help us to be more consistent help us to enjoy making the habit more help us to keep our eye on the dream so when it comes to building a habit it can take a while to see your progress it can take a while to see that you're getting anywhere near that dream or that accomplishment. When you're building a habit, there's no instant gratification, which is so often why we give up on habits because we are like, I'm doing this thing every day. I don't really like it. I enjoyed my old way better because I slept in a little longer or the cookies and the sweets and the simple carbs all tasted better to me they, they lit up my pleasure center and I enjoyed them more or I don't want to take the time to invest in that conversation right now whatever it is if we don't see the instant gratification and it's uncomfortable to step out of our norm and stretch and do things that require something different of us then it's easy to give up on those habits. And it's difficult to see the progress you're making with habits because it's kind of like watching your hair grow. You don't see it grow every day. You see it grow after a month. If you took a picture today and you take a picture in a month or two months, you're going to see the growth, but you're not going to see it every day. And that's the same exact thing with habits. A great example is, you know, this is right in the thick of the holidays, so you're not going to likely do this this week, but I'm giving you this gift now so that you can start to tee it up in your mind so that when you're ready, you can choose those dreams you want for this new year and you can start to put these things in place. For example, you may at the beginning of the year say, I'm going to start. Cutting out my simple carbs, I'm going to start strength training four times a week. But after three to four weeks, you haven't seen much of a change. Or maybe you've decided to start deep breathing to help reduce your, your fight or flight, your stress response. But after three or four weeks, you're like, I'm still completely wired and tired, stressed out. I don't, I don't see the progress. That's when we tend to throw in the towel. What I want to share with you is keep in mind that making new habits, it's a long game. It's a journey. It takes a while for the results you want to see to show up. But while you're waiting for them to show up, it's really helpful. If you have some reason to stick with them, if you can see something, maybe you're not seeing the progress you want to see yet, but if you can see something that gives you that immediate feedback, that you are doing the right things and you will get to your dream, your goal. This is where a habit tracker comes in because with a habit tracker, you can easily see the progress you're making you may not feel the difference yet. And when you're in an extra busy season, you may not notice the changes. But if you see a record in front of your eyes that I've done this for this many days, so I know I'm making progress, then you have a visual of your success. Even if you haven't felt the success yet, you have a visual of it. Another thing habit trackers help you to do is to stay motivated because habit tracking lets you see the goal, the dream, and it lets you see the progress toward it. And get this, science shows that when we are anticipating a reward and that reward could be accomplishing that objective, in anticipation of that reward, we release more dopamine and we feel more happy and content and grateful. So again, that visual will not only help you see your progress, It'll help you to stay motivated. And a minute ago, I mentioned sometimes we get off track. We take an unanticipated detour because we're doing all the things all the time and we're trying to forge a new path. We don't necessarily see that we're going on a detour. So if you're looking at your habit tracking, you can see that an obstacle in life may may have thrown you off. Maybe something unexpected caused you to stop doing the habit that's getting you towards your goals. If you look at the habit tracker, you can look at that and say, oh, you know, I had that really stressful thing last week and it threw me off completely. And I really was making a lot of progress on my habit tracker. Now I have empty spaces where I should have marks showing that I did my habits. That will help you to get back on track. Another thing habit tracking does is it helps you with accountability, self-accountability. And if you want to share it with someone else, having an accountability partner, it's extra Verification of what you're doing gives you the opportunity to look and say, why am I on track or why am I not on track? And what do I need to do to make sure I stay on track? So what is a habit tracker? Well, it's just an easy, fast, visual way to see how you're developing the habits you want to develop. The easiest thing you could do is just get a calendar and right next to the name of the month, I'm working on this goal or on this habit, or these habits. And then you could assign a little symbol for each habit, like an X could be for working out, and a check mark could be for drinking water. Then on each day of the calendar, when you do the habit, you would put an X for working out, and a check mark for drinking your water. For example, if you work out on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, you put a little X on each one of those days on those boxes and then if you drink at least eight glasses of filtered water on those days like every day maybe put a little check mark something like that then as you keep going you get to glance back at your calendars your months and you can see how consistent you're staying with your goals now for me that would clutter my calendar up way too much because my calendar if you've ever seen it is already hideous I have every day has stuff written all over it so for me that's not the best option for a habit tracker there are also tons of apps available tons they're really convenient and easy and they can be free apps the thing is they tend to be focused on just one area you know it could be your eating habits exercise how much you're investing in relationships how much self-care you're doing but they tend to be very targeted and they're not quite as big picture and for those of us who are paper and pencil people it doesn't quite give you the same gratification as coloring in a circle or putting an x on a date or something like that so I tend to prefer the old school pencil and paper way and you could do it like I said with a calendar you could do it with a binder where you write all the days of the month and then put little places to put check marks and x's or to color in boxes or you could use the gift I'm giving you I've developed two different healthy habits trackers for you One is pre-filled for you. It gives five habits and the habits are 20 to 30 grams of protein at each meal, 64 ounces of water daily, seven to eight hours of sleep nightly, 30 minutes of physical activity, and only kind self-talk. So I pre-filled five habits for you. And then right next to each habit, I'm kind of proud of myself on this one because I'm not creative, but you know, Canva... That makes the non-creatives like me look like we're kind of creative. Anyhow, so the the healthy habit is listed on the left with a cute little picture next to it. And then on the right, it says daily checklist. And there are a bunch of little circles that are numbered one to 31. And you can either color those in. Sometimes people like to see things colored in. Remember the standard testing we took in school, we color in the circles with the number two pencil. They're bigger than that, but the same idea. Or you could just check it off. You could cross it off. You could exit off, whatever you want. So that's my first healthy habits tracker. Then there's a place for notes at the bottom and each of these trackers, you can print them out and they will last you for a month. So you could literally print out 12 of these and you're good to go for the whole new year. And then I have another one that lists healthy habits on the left again and the daily checklist with all the circles and numbers on the right. But under healthy habits, I have habit one and then just blank lines, habit two, blank lines. I I still have cute little pictures on there for you, different than the other ones, just to give you ideas of what you could write for your healthy habit. But this way, if you want to personalize it and customize it to yourself, because maybe you don't need to put 64 ounces of water a day. Maybe you're awesome with drinking water and you want something different. So this gives you flexibility to design your own healthy habits tracker. I love this. It's so handy and easy. You could put it in a folder or a three ring notebook and you've got your habits tracker for the year. So Merry Christmas and a happy holidays. I'm gonna use it this year too. You'll find the link in the show notes for both of these. So print them out and use them as you wish. Now that I've shared this gift with you, let's keep talking about the benefits of habit trackers and then how best to incorporate this into your life. The beautiful thing about this habit tracker is that it gives you visual clues of your progress. And as you look at it, you'll be reminded to keep going. This is super cool. Science backs up that people who track their progress on goals, no matter what those goals are, are far more likely to reach those goals and objectives than those who don't. And so the habit tracker not only helps you log that behavior and have the accountability, it can also give you the inspiration to continue on and to make a new healthy habit. So it's like a snowball. There was a great study done years ago that showed when people who wanted to lose weight tracked their food intake every day, they used a food journal, they lost almost twice as much weight as the people who didn't track it. They were both in the same weight loss program. But those who tracked lost almost twice as much weight. That's amazing. And the reason is, have you ever done this? Have you ever kept a food journal? One of the big reasons is because when you have to write it down, you're not going to eat it. You don't want it that badly. Whatever it was that was junky. You're like, "Mm, that yucky Christmas ribbon candy. That looks like it's from 1953. It's probably not worth it. You might eat it if you're just mindlessly chatting At a Christmas gathering, and you wouldn't even like it that much, but you just eat it because it's there. It's on the table in a pretty bowl. It looks nice. You eat it. You go, hell, that wasn't worth it. But if you know you're going to write it down, I'm betting you're not going for the ribbon candy. (laughs) That's my guess. And I'm not either. So habit trackers help us to see our blind spots, where we might be getting off track, where we might need a little more accountability. They also give us the motivation to keep moving forward because one of the biggest motivators is forward progress. It's forward motion. It actually can have that snowball effect that you become not addicted to, but kind of like, Oh, I'm making progress. This is great. You start to feel better. You get that dopamine and that serotonin release of I'm actually doing this. I said I was going to do it and this year I'm actually doing it and I feel really good about it. So each small change then builds on the last one. It helps that snowball to grow and get bigger. This is really helpful for those times when life happens and you get off track then you look at that habit tracker and you're like you know what i felt better when i was getting my habit streak going and now i've had to back off because all these crazy things have hit the fan this week and i get back on it today because i feel better when i'm on it so how do you do it once you decide which habits you're going to work on and i recommend you keep it one to three habits i have five on the habit trackers for one big reason. The one that's pre-filled, I don't think you're gonna need to do all five. We're all doing some good things and we're all doing things that could use improvement. So pick your top three and stick with them. I put five on the blank habit tracker so that if you decide to change and do something different, say make a course correction, you've got extra room to play with. So you're gonna make an appointment with yourself on a specific day. You're gonna put it on your calendar, block it out, no interruptions get a nice cup of coffee or tea or whatever you start cozy saturday morning with or sunday morning or whenever works for you you're going to sit down look at that habit tracker and decide this is what i want for this year for this quarter for this month this is what i want to be working toward in my life because i know in the long run it's going to bring me joy to reach these dreams so you're going to write something out you could even write it on the back of the habit tracker or on the notes at the bottom the date This is the long-term thing I'm hoping to accomplish. These are the habits I'm gonna do to get me there. You're gonna break these habits down into things that take you two minutes or less. A couple of exceptions, something like seven to eight hours of sleep, that's just getting into a habit of getting good sleep. And 30 minutes of physical activity, that one's not gonna fit into the two-minute rule either. But things like pouring a glass of water, making sure I do that enough times a day that I'm getting at least 64 ounces, up to half my body weight in ounces, getting 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. You can break that down into a habit that takes two minutes that you say, okay, this weekend, I'm going to think of five proteins I'm going to make for dinner this week. You don't have to think of the recipes. You just say on a Saturday morning when you're doing this planning session with yourself, you want 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. How do you break that down into a two-minute habit? Well, the first thing you do is you sit in your planning session and you go, okay, I'm just going to come up with five proteins that I'll buy at the grocery store this weekend. So they'll have them in my fridge and I can later decide what I'm going to do with them. So literally you take two minutes and you write chicken, turkey, beef, salmon. If you do like a meatless day, then you come up with a meatless combination like lentils and rice or something like that. And maybe scallops or something else bison we had bison last week (laughs) whatever so that's all you do that was your two minute that was one of your habits then say sunday you do a little more planning you go okay in two minutes i can come up with two recipes so you take two of those proteins and you come up with two recipes and then the next day your two minutes you come up with two more and then the next day see how you can break it down into two minutes if you want to or if you're good with powering it all out at once go right ahead The reason for the two-minute rule, and I get this from James Clear, Atomic Habits, is because it helps you get things going. Another example, say you're using the blank habit tracker that I made for you, and you want to start deep breathing. So you put deep breathing as one of your habits. In that case, every day, deep breathe for two minutes. That's all. Or say you want to start self-care practice, and what that's going to to include initially is a gratitude practice. Okay, so write one thing you're grateful for every day until it becomes a habit and then you can expand it. Or you want to start journaling or reading. You do one sentence of journaling or one page in a book every day until it becomes a habit and then you can expand it. Say you want to decrease clutter in your home That's one of your habits because it makes you feel like your life is chaotic. I'm just asking for a friend. Okay, a little digression. When I come home and there are dishes in the sink and everything's a mess. I feel like my whole life is a mess, even though it's not. I know it's not. But it feels like it is so if that happens and clutter is something that you want to address this year what's a good two-minute rule thing put all the dishes in the sink in the dishwasher or run the vacuum in the worst room or dust three rooms really fast that's what i do i'm a speed duster you could do something like that or if you want to build relationships shoot someone a quick text telling them how much you appreciate them or make sure you tell your loved ones you love them every day things like that you can break these into little micro habits That will start the ball rolling that will then go into the bigger habits that take a little longer, but you already started the ball rolling. So now it's normal for you. It continues to take you down that path on that roadmap to get you to your destination. The goal is to make these habits so simple and doable that you can stick with them every day, even on the days when everything seems to go crazy, especially once they start gaining some momentum in your life. And the reason why that's so important that you can do them even on the hard days is because to make a real habit, it has to be done repeatedly for a long time, over and over and over again. You need to do it frequently, daily. If you decide to do a habit that you're going to do once a month, it's hard to make that a habit because it's easy to fall off track. Unless it's something like a once a month date night and you just take the calendar. Again, take two minutes. This might take five, but you take your calendar with your loved one and you put once a month dates on the calendar. You took that as a two-minute habit. It's done. It's on the calendar. And now you don't have to think about it. Before I move off examples of habits you could put on your habit tracker, here's some habits you could put that are called habits of avoidance. And those are things where you say, I'm not going to do this. So I'm not going to drink soda anymore. So you could put no soda or no sugar or no scrolling first thing in the morning. No scrolling at bedtime. Those could be the habits of avoidance you put on there that help you also to reach your goals of having more time, better health, more energy, less pain, less inflammation. A good one is no alcohol. Now that we're coming into the new year, a lot of people will do a dry January and that could be alcohol, that could be sugar, that could be the habit of scrolling it could be anything that you want to discontinue in your life so keep that in mind too while you're developing your habit tracker if you're using the one that you're going to personalize think about habits that you want to stop as well now keep in mind as adults there's something very important called autonomy when we're trying to develop new habits and that is I want control over what I do so sometimes we develop a new habit and actually starts to get really good traction and then we hit this point like a wall and we go, no, nah, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. I'm sick of it. I'm bored. What it is, it's actually our mind rebelling because it's like, you can't control me. It's so interesting. You're starting to actually make progress towards your dreams and objectives. And something in our mind goes, no, I don't want to do it. So be prepared for that. That is normal for adults. We kind of rebel against our own accountability. We rebel against our own rules because we don't want to follow them because... Who says we have to? It's my life. I don't have to do that. Keep that in mind. That is a tricky part of habit formation that if you address it like, no, I don't have to do it. I choose to do it because actually I could choose to not do it, but then I'm choosing to not reach the dream or the very important goal that I want in my life. It goes back to your why. What is your why? That's always so important with goal setting. What do you really want in life? Well, we want to be loved. We want to be healthy. We want to have energy. We want to have enough financial resources so we can have the things we need. And some of the things we want, we want our loved ones to be well. So if your why aligns with that, but then is more specific when that rebellious teenager inside of you comes up and says, no, I don't want to do that. Say, I understand you don't want to do that, but do you want the why more? Keep in mind, that's a normal part of habit formation that you hit a point where you go, no, I'm sick of this. This is annoying. It's normal to resist the idea of tracking and measuring, but this habit tracker is super easy because it's literally checking or coloring in little circles every day, which won't take you more than a couple minutes. So, knowing all these things, what can you do to make sure you stay consistent with habit tracking? First of all, it's not forever. Once you really develop these habits, you're not gonna keep coloring in little circles. (laughs) They're just gonna be part of your life. So, keeping in mind, it's not forever and limiting habit tracking to your most important habits you don't want it for all the habits that would be overwhelming and you would burn out fast so keep it to just a few important ones that you really want to develop and immediately after you do the habit mark it down it's going to be really hard at the end of three days to remember did I do that three days in a row especially if you have a few of them Keep it somewhere handy and mark it down right away. If you're not near your habit tracker, you could. I do this all the time. I send myself reminders on my phone. Oh, yeah. Remind me at 5 p.m. when I get home today to color in my habit tracker for getting my water goal in and my deep breathing. When I get home at 5 o'clock, I circle in my water and my deep breathing. What this does is it helps you to get in the habit of using your habit tracker. It's just giving you the tools so that you start using it So that this becomes second nature to you until you don't need it and then you let it go. The last thing I want to make sure we talk about is what happens when you do go through either a really stressful few weeks or maybe it's a wonderful few weeks but something unexpected is going on. Maybe like me, you just got a new puppy (laughs) and everything Seems like chaos at home. When you're like, how do I keep up with this? What do you do if you fall off the wagon? You stop doing your habit tracker. You stop doing the little habits that get you where you want to go. Well, that happens. It's human. It happens to every one of us. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And life is not perfect. So that just happens. What you want to remember is that if you miss once, you never miss twice. And sometimes it is more than twice. But the concept is, if you miss this week, you don't miss next week you start right away failure is never failure when you're still trying to do something there could be obstacles there could be bumps in the road there could be detours that's not failure failure is when you give up and stop so the key is to not give up and stop and then you can't fail ever i've taught weight loss for years and that's the one point i always try to drive home is that you will not fail ever you'll always make progress as long as you don't quit It might slow down, it might not be as quickly as you want it to be, but you will not fail unless you quit. Having a week of vacation and the food is completely off what you want it to be, that's okay. You come home on Sunday and Monday you're back on track. You miss working out because you were away or work got really busy or the family has a lot going on. Okay, draw a line for that week. You're starting on Monday. I love what James Clear says when he says, Generally, it's never the first mistake that ruins you. It's all the repeated mistakes that follow that spiral you downward. That's what ruins your progress. And to quote him, he says, Missing once is an accident. Missing twice is the start of a new habit. I use this example with clients. People will often say, Oh my gosh, I ate so badly all through the holidays. I'm just going to give up. I'm not even going to try anymore. That is like saying, oh my gosh, I just dropped my phone. Now I'm going to stomp on it. What happens if you drop your phone? You don't have to stomp on it. You can pick it up. What happens if you have a week of pizza and cookies and garbagey food? You don't have to do that next week. You can just pick up where you left off. It's the same idea. So don't stomp on your phone. Missing twice is the start of a new habit. And the root of that is often perfectionist thinking. Well, if I'm not perfect, I might as well give up. Well, we're not. We know that. We're not perfect. So don't even bring that into the equation. Nothing would get done in life if that were the case because we're not perfect at anything. So give it your all. And when it slips up, then go back and give it your all again. Okay, I slipped up. No condemning self-talk. No, I'm such an idiot. I'm a loser. I never stick with anything. No excuses. No, just start over again. That's resiliency and you are resilient. So just step right back up and get it going again. What you're going to find when you look at that habit tracker, even if you have a week where you just drew a line through it because you just couldn't do it because life happens. And when you see all those filled in circles again, or all those X's, it will bring you such joy. And when you look at that, it will help you to get back on track. Now, a good question is, how long do I have to do this? How long does it take to build a habit? Well, they used to say 21 days to build a habit, but what I have found, my weight loss class is 13 weeks long. And what I found in the early years is that wasn't even long enough sometimes because without that accountability, it was easy to fall back off the wagon after 13 weeks. So how long does it take? It's very individual, and it depends on what habit you're trying to form. If it's something easy, like say, Say you wanna take a calcium, magnesium, vitamin D, vitamin K supplement all combined because it checks all the boxes for helping keep your bones strong. Say you wanna do that every night at bedtime. If you stack that habit, if you put it next to your toothbrush, then when you brush your teeth and you take your calcium, that's a pretty easy habit to develop. You'll do that pretty quickly. There might be 21 days. But if you are trying to completely overhaul your exercise regimen, and that includes going from no exercise to exercising five times a week, that might take a while to really become a habit. And so when people are asking, well, how long does it take to build a habit? You're asking really a deeper question of how long till this gets easy. And honestly, that ebbs and flows. Sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard. The question is, are you committed to your dream? That's the question. And if you're committed to your dream, then you push through the hard days and you enjoy the easy days. And at the end of a stretch of time, you're like, wow, I'm doing it. But full disclosure here, back when I was young and single and working in sales and my schedule was my own, it was very easy for me to work out consistently because I was young, young. tons of energy, no personal commitments. I loved working out there were classes I liked it was fun and now in this stage of life it's not easy I gotta be honest I don't love it I used to love it I don't love it you know family marriage kids dogs businesses lots of personal commitments like it's something I check off and do but it's not the same so you can see how long it takes to build a habit some research says 30 days some research says 66 days You know, I think in different seasons of life, it's just different. The question is more of, are you committed to doing the things that will get you what you want? That's the question. That's what it all boils down to. And if you are, then you will continue to make these small, doable, sustainable changes in your life that you will stick with for years upon years. And you may add to them. And some of them you may choose to take away because they're not getting you where you need to go and you'll use this habit tracker as a tool in your toolbox for a while to get you going. And then you might stop it because you might not need it and then you might bring it back again in another season of life to keep you back on track. Either way, having a visual to show you the map that gets you where you want to go is the one thing that is going to make all the difference in you getting where you want to go this coming year I'm so happy that you're here with me thank you for all of your kind words and for being committed to your health and well-being I'm so excited to join you on this next year continue to send me the topics that you're most interested in if you find these episodes to be helpful please go on to apple podcasts or spotify and give a five-star review enjoy the rest of your holidays I'll talk to you next week until then stay pretty well bye